The unregenerated cannot comprehend the Holy Scriptures because the Scriptures are spiritually discerned. Only those born of God's Spirit can understand them. Prior to the born-again experience, man is dead unto God. Ephesians chapter 2, verses 1-6 through 6. And you hath he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins, where in time past ye walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience, among whom also we all had our conversation in times past, in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath even as others. But God, who is rich in mercy for his great love, wherewith he loved us, and when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us together with Christ, by grace ye are saved, and hath raised us up together, and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. The fundamental knowledge required to bring a man unto salvation is, number one, Romans chapter 3, verse 23, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Number two, Jesus Christ is God's only begotten Son, and by His blood alone can sin be forgiven. Acts chapter 4, verses 10 through 12. Be it known unto you all, and to all the people of Israel, that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom ye crucified, whom God raised from the dead, even by him doth this man stand here before you whole. This is the stone which was set at naught of you builders, which is become the head of the corner. Neither is there salvation in any other. For there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. And then number three, one must believe upon the Lord Jesus Christ, repent and forsake sin, and confess Christ before the sons of men. Romans chapter 10, verses 9 and 10, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. This is the beginning of salvation, which is consummated by immersion in water through baptism. To those of you who have yet to surrender your lives unto the King of glory, would you like to experience the magnificence of salvation? Would you like to communicate with God on a daily basis? Would you like to be able to look forward to and be assured of eternal life? Then click on to further with Jesus for a solid assurance that shouts, yes, now for today's subject. God said Psalms, chapter 19, verses 7 through 11. The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than gold, yea, than much fine gold, sweeter also than the honey and the honeycomb. Moreover, by them is thy servant warned, and in keeping of them there is great reward. God said, Psalms, chapter 14, verse 1, The fool has said in his heart, There is no God. They are corrupt. They have done abominable works. There is none that doeth good. Man said the following in a 2006 issue of Discover magazine concerning the dead man, Carl Sagan. Sagan approaches religion like any phenomenon. He isn't on a quest for life's meaning, for a comforting philosophy, or even a guide to how we should treat the neighbors. Sagan seeks truth of a demonstrable kind. 
as a puckish example, he wonders why the book of Genesis didn't include God-inspired truths. End of quote. Now the record. Long before Carl Sagan and those of his ilk ever dreamed of the science of life, or in many cases the pseudoscience, God, the father of all truth, science and otherwise, was there. Mr. Sagan's ridiculous challenge would be amazingly ludicrous if it were not for the knowledge that he was incapable of seeing truth, the truth that can only be spiritually discerned. On this website, there are presently 327 feature subjects that prove the veracity of the Word of God, and many of them are rooted in the God-inspired truths of Genesis. Every supernatural jot and tittle of God's Word has been challenged by the carnal. Every supernatural word of truth, which is proven in every conceivable way on this website, has been challenged by the carnal, and they have failed miserably. God's word is truth, real unchanging truth versus pseudoscientific truth, which is in a constant state of flux. Truth, by definition, does not change. Theory, on the other hand, does. Truth has zero tolerance for all other positions. Two plus two equals four. And 3.999 just won't do, no matter how eloquent the presentation. The Australian shock jock who interviewed God Said Man Said in September 2006 wanted to know why we were causing so much controversy excuse me, with the radio commercials we were airing on Australian airwaves. We explained that the Bible is the center of global controversy and noted that the first five words of the Bible found in Genesis chapter 1 split the earth like a cantaloupe. The words read, In the beginning God created. First, God's word states that there is a beginning, but according to Buddha, that's not necessarily so. He claimed no origin can be perceived. The last two words, God created, exclude evolutionists, atheists, and agnostics. This is just the beginning, just the first five words. Click on to Sydney, Australia radio interview. Does Genesis have supernatural God-inspired truths? All that you can see and touch was spoken into existence by the words of God. God's marvelous words of wisdom and knowledge went forth in a powerful kinetic form, and somehow this wisdom and supernatural energy was converted into the majestically organized matter of the universe. The beginning of this phenomenal secret is revealed in Genesis chapter 1, with creation of the visible from the invisible out of the words of the living God. Everything is made out of words. Click on the everything made of words and created out of nothing for starters. Could there be an earth before the sun? Could light have existed before the sun? Thousands of years after God recorded the creation of the sun, moon, and stars on the fourth day, earth was created on the first day, scientists have finally come to the conclusion that radiant light existed before the sun. This, of course, is precisely the record found in Genesis, chapter 1, verses 14 through 19, 
Click on the earth before the sun for details. In Genesis chapter 1, God declared there was a water canopy that encased the earth. There was the earth covered with water, then the firmament, which was space, sky, or atmosphere, immediately above the earth, then a layer of water above the firmament. Researchers created a scientific model of such an atmosphere and concluded that the water canopy would have created a greenhouse effect, including the following. Number one, placid tropical temperatures would have existed globally. Click on to North Pole Tropical, discovered again. Number two, ultraviolet rays, arguably a contributing factor in all diseases, would have been blocked from bombarding the earth and its inhabitants as a result of this water canopy, yielding tremendous benefits. Click on to the list of subjects below. Number three, the scriptures record in the book of Genesis that man's lifespan prior to the great global flood of Noah's day was 13 times longer than it is today. This average uh, age has been pegged at 911 years. One reason men live longer was that ultraviolet rays were not bombarding his flesh, his food, his air, his water, etc. Click on to 120 years. He stretched his tent over us and everlasting teeth. Number four. Assuming the reptiles enjoyed the same benefits of longevity, and you come up with quite a shock. A reptile never stops growing. The older they are, the bigger they grow. If the Chinese iguana, which can grow to 12 feet in length, were to live 13 times longer and grow in equal proportion, it would be 156 feet long and three or four stories high. Click on the dinosaurs. Number five, a writer in Discover magazine was addressing the problems of UV rays on astronauts over long-term space travel. He said the solution would be to encase the ship in five feet of water. The root of all this information is found in Genesis chapter 1, verses 6 through 8. God created the first man, Adam, and the first woman, Eve, and placed them in paradise, a place called the Garden of Eden. Evolutionists used to theorize that there was no particular original place of descent, but rather that life was popping up everywhere, but not any longer. Microbiological paleontologists now know that all of mankind comes from one single woman and one single man. Click on to Adam and Eve, and Young keeps pouring in. This creator's insight was recorded in Genesis chapter 1, verse 27. It is now known by neurological scientists that the most underdeveloped resource in this world is the space between our ears. Science once said we use 10% of our brains. Now it says we use a fraction of a fraction or that our brain's capabilities are infinite. In Genesis chapter 1 verses 26 and through and 27, uh, God declared that he made us in his image and in his likeness. We actually have some semblance of God's brain power between our ears. Click on to the superhuman brain and the superhuman brain too. Every student of the scriptures knows that he or she is made out of dirt, simply recycled mud. The scientific community has just recently come aboard. Click on the man from dirt and recycled mud. Mr. Sagan, that passage is found in Genesis chapter 2, verse 7. The Word of God teaches in Genesis chapter 1, verse 29, that prior to sin, all creatures on the earth were vegetarian. Of course, the scientific community has begun to see the light. Click on to all the world was once vegetarian. Why does God breathe into the nostrils of man the breath of life? Is there a secret in the declaration made by God in Genesis chapter 2, verse 7? You bet there is. 
Click on the nostrils and breath of life. According to Genesis 2, verse 17, Adam was warned by God that if he ate from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, he would die. Were Adam and Eve originally immortal, as the scriptures assert? You'll be shocked at what science is now saying. Click on to Adam was to live forever and the tree of life. Genesis instructs that the earth was created for man and all of its creatures. It was not a random accident caused from some big bang that that happened once upon a time. The earth and the universe are the creation of the invisible and almighty God. Could this actually be true? Does science say yes? Click on to the earth to be inhabited and anthropic principle. Genesis chapter 2 verses 21 through 23 states that God made the first woman out of Adam's rib. Is this just some bizarre fairy tale? Has science lent any credibility to this phenomenal claim? Click on to Adam's rib. There is a huge biblical emphasis on the number seven and its cycles. Could it have any scientific credibility? It is the number of completeness typified in the seventh day when God rested from his creation labors as recorded in Genesis chapter 2 verses 2 and 3. Could there be any credibility in this premise? Click on to the revelation of seven. Genesis chapter 3 verses 1 through 15 informs us that Satan took on the form of a serpent to carry the deadly temptation to our great-grandmother Eve. God's curse upon the serpent because of its part in this travesty was that it would, from that time forward, crawl upon its belly. Is this record another of the inspired truths in Genesis that Mr. Sagan was looking for? The answer is yes. Click on to Snake Had Legs. We have mentioned marvelous inspired truths from the first three chapters of Genesis, and be assured that in just those three chapters are many, many more. Genesis, by the way, has 50 chapters. Is it possible that Mr. Sagan couldn't see? The Bible splits the world down the middle and people are choosing sides. Wise men choose God. God said Psalms chapter 19 verses 7 through 11, The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than gold, yea, than much fine gold, sweeter also than honey and the honeycomb. Moreover, by them is thy servant warned, and in keeping of them there is great reward. God said, Psalms 14, verse 1, The fool has said in his heart, there is no God. They are corrupt. They have done abominable works. There is none that doeth good. Man said the following in a 2006 issue of Discover magazine concerning the dead man, Carl Sagan. Sagan approaches religion like any phenomenon. He isn't on a quest for life's meaning, for a comforting philosophy, or even a guide to how we should treat the neighbors. Sagan seeks truth of a demonstrable kind. As a puckish example, he wonders why the book of Genesis didn't include God-inspired truths. End of quote. Now you have the record.